Wake up in the morning, get my grind on. Hop in the shower, brush my teeth, and get my shine on. Hey, Skylar Mac, we taking trips to different time zones. I feel like E.T. Way, these bitches trying to find home. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining Living on Purpose podcast. We're your hosts, Jason Wilson and James Hagler. Today's guest is Mike Hollis. Mike is a kicker and punter from the NFL. He was in the NFL for what, nine seasons, Mike? Yep, nine. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, man. Thank you. All right. So what sports did you play as a kid? Uh, mainly just, um, you know, street football, of course, just uh, neighborhood friends just killing each other on the street. But um, <laughs> and then also soccer, played a lot of soccer, of course, which would, would, would tie in with my kicking abilities. Um, that's really why I got involved with kicking, because I because I could um, kick a little bit. And, um, you know, it was from my soccer background. But, um, yeah, and then just, uh, you know, I started football officially in the eighth grade. And, um, you know, um, and then fast forward to today, retired NFL kicker wow well, that's where, excuse me that's where all the uh that's where all the uh the, the uh, kickers come from soccer I most of them do most of them do but i, I i'm learning uh, the more i coach because i do coach kickers uh and kicking and punting and snapping of course but um the more the more i i uh, continue with this academy the more i learn that there's guys out there a lot more than you would think that that don't have any soccer background and they just have the ability to kick and they enjoy doing it Wow. I know that's how it was in high school. You know, get the soccer kid to come over here and kick because he's kicking all the time. <laughs> that's yeah, that's very, very true. A lot of uh, football teams recruit kickers from the soccer teams that at that school. No doubt. Wow. OK, so you started in eighth grade. Do you recommend that kids start around that same age or younger? Well, it kind of depends on what kind of league they're in. You know, there's there's been a lot of, um, you know, um, emphasis on keeping kids safe, obviously, with concussions and things like that. So, you know, there there are some uh, um, leagues and, and developmental groups out there that are very good for for, you know, teaching football safely. Um, and, um, I, I, you know, the thing is that you know, these younger kids are getting faster, stronger and, and, and bigger and and more athletic earlier at the earlier ages. And I, I think sometimes, you know, coaches and, and organizations can, can get a little carried away when it comes to uh, the development, the natural development of the child. Um, if you start too early and, and put them in the weight room way too early, um, have them doing tackling drills too early, you know, kids are going to get injured in, in all cases that I just mentioned. Um, and so it is, is important to, you know, uh, think about safety first and, um, you know, as a kicker, I guess, you know, it's not as bad clearly because we're not supposed to get hit. <laughs> um, yeah. but, uh, for the most part, um, you know, I, I would recommend just you know, up to the parents and, and just kind of, you know, let them decide when they want their, their kids to start playing football and, and then find an organization that's not going to be too aggressive when it comes to, uh, youth development in, in those areas. Hmm. That's very helpful. I have a child, he's uh, 12 years old, and he wants to get into sports um, really right now. Do you recommend that kids take supplements? Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't, honestly. I mean, it's, it's a little early for that. I mean, when you say kids, are you, what, what age group are you defining uh, at that point? You know, 12, 13, 14 years old? You know, later, 14, 15, 16, maybe. But, um, you know, it, I, I'm a big fan of just uh, eating healthy. And eating, you know, natural foods, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables. Clearly, kids, uh, it's going to be a struggle to get them to eat. Even, even I struggle to eat fruits and vegetables. But, um, 
it, it is, you know, you, you are, you eat and you know, there's a lot of supplements out there that, that may not be um, as good for you as you might think um, they're, they're processed and there's a lot of things in there that are not natural. And, and so you, you have to fight the right, find the right ones yeah. uh, that, are, that are natural and healthy. Um, but again, you have to understand they're all processed, most of them, I guess, but you know, when you have processed foods, that's, that's, you know, man-made essentially not, not naturally. Um, so um, it's, it's, it's again, uh, up to the parent and up to the research they do on that, on those products. And they usually, they usually, um, you know, that's when they usually start lifting weights about that time around like 16, 15, I mean, 15, 16 years old. Yeah. You know, but, but the thing, you know, I understand lifting and I'm in a little different category because I am a kicker and I'm not really a big fan of, of the weight room when it comes to improving your kicking abilities. I, I'm a big fan of um, anaerobics uh, type of workouts, things Yoga. that kicking is an explosive motion. So why would you practice? Well, it's an athletic motion, kind of explosive. Um, but if you're in the weight room, you're, you're, you're shortening your muscles, lifting heavy weights, and you're making them big and bulky and uncoordinated. When was the last time you saw a very coordinated, um, bodybuilder? Never. They're not very coordinated. They got too much muscle mass, right? I was, I was, I was referring to like the age far as, as to take supplements, you know, because that's the time that the kids start lifting weights. Is, is around that time because you're not you're not gonna have a 12 year old in the weights at, at at that age because he's not uh fully developed his muscles are not ready for uh that weight so that's what i would be referring to as far as the weightlifting was concerned yeah i i i think that um you know with regards to just the foods and and, and so forth that they they would be or could be eating besides these supplements or, or in place of supplements, um, you know, you get to the more natural state where you're, you know, you're, you're lifting natural and you, you, the, the kids are in a very vulnerable uh, position when they're, you know, before puberty and even before they're 18 or, uh, or right. so you have a lot of um, variables where you could, you could, um, you know, make or break the rest of your life, honestly, yeah. um, exactly. in, in that area, you know what I mean? So, it's very important that kids understand, you know, the, the proper way to really grow up, you know, um, you gotta be careful, healthy and, 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 you know, in the weight room, if you do have to, you know, lift weights, I, I definitely, if you're going to lift weights at a young age, like, you know, 13, 14, whatever, I definitely wouldn't recommend putting a lot of heavy weight on the. On oh, the, no, 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 no. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's a lot of reps because you want to get strong first, you know what I'm right. saying? Then, then you start putting on the muscle when you start getting stronger. That's what I was told from a cousin of mine who ran track. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And that's what he said, that that's what he did. He just did a lot of reps at first. And then when you yeah. want to put on the muscle, then you, um, you know, then you start uh, lifting heavier weights. But like back to you said, as far as being a kicker, it's concerned, you know, that weightlifter is not, you know, it's not, you know, it's not, not too much for it. My father was another, another fan of the uh, weightlifting. He, no, he, didn't like, he no, he didn't like the weights. He never used the weights. So what you're saying is, you know, that yoga he stretch. You know what I'm saying? Yoga is is great. It keeps you uh, keeps you flimsy. You know what I mean? It keeps you ready to go. Um, if if you've ever done Pilates, um, I I do that over yoga any day. Hmm. Um, oh, oh, really? It's a combination of both. It's yoga plus strength training. Yeah. Okay. And what it does is it, 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 it long, elongates your muscles as you're strengthening, strengthening them rather than shortening your muscles as you strengthen them in the weight room. You're going to get real tight, obviously with, with big bulky muscles, but um, Pilates was one of the best exercises I ever um, did as, as a, as an NFL player, I was doing them. And, and primarily it was for my back, the way I, my back was, I, I've had some surgeries on my lower back and hmm. 
um, they recommended, you know, the Pilates was, it was a good, you know, obviously yoga is good as well, but Pilates is, is strengthening as it's, as, as it's, um, uh, flexing as well. My dad probably would have been interested in that because he thought the weights tighten you up. And it's funny Dude. because I didn't, I didn't believe him. You know what I'm saying? I really didn't believe him. <laughs> and then one day I went to the weight room and I, I lifted weights. And if you ever lift weights and go play basketball, it's tough to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I did the same thing with the boxing. And I said, oh, I see where, he, where he's coming at, what he's talking about now. You know what I'm saying? So he, that's the reason why he just – wasn't for the weights as far as in the gym and the boxing gym. Mm. I think, you you know, depending on what sport it is you're doing, I think you need to train, um, whether it's in the weight room or on the field, train accordingly. Um, do exactly. things that are going to be, that, that are going to complement your actual skill. Um, exactly. Don't do anything that's going to do the opposite. Right. Well, I think that's what a lot of people understand now, because back then in the 70s and 80s, they didn't understand that. And that's why you got people cross training before they, before they fight. So what I'm hearing is cross training is, you know, it gets the fighter, it makes him aware, more aware as far as like if he gets hurt or if he gets dazed, that's what that cross training does for a fighter when he does, you know, do the cross training. It keeps him aware, it keeps him more balanced as far as uh, clearing his head when he gets, you know, dazed or if he gets knocked down, it gives him more strength to uh, gather his thoughts and to bring him back to uh, his feet. Mm. Good and job. Dante, yeah, Dante Wilder, that's what he uses. That's what he, he was a big fan of the cross training. And I remember talking to a trainer about that. And the trainer told me, he said, that's what is, you know, that's why fighters do the cross training. It, it's because of that. And I was like, wow, I was like, kind of makes sense. Cause you, you know, you're, you're up and down and, you know, um, if you're a fighter, you, you can see the uh, ideology of it. Interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. Mike, were there any um, NFL players that you in, that inspired you to play football when you were a kid? Um, you know, I did the things, you know, I, I, I remember going to the to the mailbox as a kid and seeing Morton Anderson on the, on the cover of Sports Illustrated. And I thought that was pretty cool. You know, first off a kicker. And that's when I kind of started getting interesting, interested in kicking. But you know, I, I watched, you know, Roger Starbucks of, of the Cowboys and, you know, you know, Jim Zorn of Seattle Seahawks. I, I watched those guys on, you know, because Seattle was where I, you know, I grew up in Washington State, uh, okay. Spokane, Washington, um, on the opposite side of the state of Seattle. But um, we watched a lot of the Seahawks. That was the closest team to us. But um, the Cowboys were always on TV, too. So, yeah, a lot of Seahawks, and a lot of Cowboys. But, you know, there wasn't anybody that um, that influenced me, whether I was, you know, just somebody watching on TV. I, you know, I, I just I enjoyed kicking in general. And um, you know, I definitely wanted to be like those guys. And, and, you know, if I could get to the NFL, great. If not, as long as I did as good as I can. Um, that I was okay with that, but, um, it was, it, it was, it was good to see, you know, like that Morton Anderson thing, you know, uh, mm -hmm. NFL kicker on, on the cover of sports illustrated. I thought, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. That was, yeah. That's, that's dope to see him get some exposure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Mike, um, did you have any pregame rituals? 
You know, not really just try to, you know, stick with the routine that I've, I developed and it really wasn't any, it wasn't rocket science. It was just, you know, a matter of how many kicks do I want? How early do I want to stretching to start stretching, which was literally two hours before the game, I would start stretching. And so, um, you know, hour and a half before the game, I was out there, you know, put my foot on the ball, kick it a bunch of kicks and then go back in and then go back out again with the team and do more kicks. Um, you know, there wasn't anything specific about my routine other than just, you know, sticking with the routine, um, no pregame rituals. I didn't uh, sit in the corner of the shower or, you know, <laughs> eat a food. you know, I had, a, you know, the night before a game, if I was at home, I'd usually, you know, for whatever reason, eat crab legs, um, just cause I loved crab legs. And, and it just, it was kind of one of those things that just happened. But, um, if anything, if, if any ritual, that was probably the only one really that I had, um, you know, pregame, I guess there would be another one. I, I didn't like to retie my shoe. Um, so mm-hmm. when I'm out there, you know, when I, when I first put my, my kicking shoes on, I, I didn't want to retie them. Sometimes I did, and it didn't really, you know, mess with me or anything, but it was just something in my mind, just uh, superstitious. So how was your, um, your dieting? Did you, uh, I mean, you know, what do you think about plant-based diet? I'm all for it. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's again, going back to that natural thing. And, um, I'm not a big meat eater unless it's like sushi or, or fish or something like that, right. or maybe some chicken, but, um, I don't like, I don't need a lot of beef. Um, you know, and again, it's just, I, 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 you, you would, you would really be surprised and clearly you probably know, but how much protein and, and, and great nutrition you can find out of obviously, um, natural, you know, plant-based uh, products. It's I, 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 you're, you're right about that. When I watched that, uh, that documentary game changes. Wow. I mean, they was comparing the, the uh, protein and stuff like that. And you wonder why gorillas are so big, right? <laughs> <laughs> and another uh, fun fact is uh, the hemp seed from the, um, uh, like the, the, the cannabis plant, the yeah, hemp yeah. Seed protein, the protein that comes from that hemp seed is the most dense plant protein you'll ever find on planet earth. Look that up. Wow. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know that. I knew it was good, but I didn't know it was the most. Wow, yeah. interesting. Mike, was there anything that you did for mental toughness as a kicker? Um, you know, not really, other than um, try to control my emotions. Um, and, and probably most importantly was trust, trust my abilities, but more specifically, trust my form and technique. Now, when I didn't have much form and technique, it was about trusting my athleticism. And, you know, you can only go so far with that. Um, I've always, because I coach kicking and, and punting, I've always told my, my clients that you will only be as good as your athletic ability if you kick athletically. If you have no basic foundation or good technique, you're just going to kick athletically and you only be as good as your athletic abilities. And there's guys in the NFL that don't have great form or technique, but they're, they're good kickers. They're just incredible athletes. And so I'm a big fan of, of really uh, focusing on, you know, the mental part of kicking for me is trusting my form. Um, you can't, I, I kind of relate it to like a, an investment person. Like if you, if you invest some money and, and you're not, you know, if you, if you, if you get emotionally tied to that investment and you see the market crashing, you'll pull it out as soon as you can, because you're right. afraid of losing money. But if you were, uh, even if it was on some sort of algorithm that was very successful in the past, if you didn't trust that algorithm, you pull it out. And next thing you know, three or four days later, it's gone up way past when you, you know, when you originally saw it go down. And so, um, it's kind of like that in a sense where if, if you have a good uh, foundation or, or technique or, um, 
a basic, you know, form that to follow and to kind of, you know, trust and, and, and do on, on game day, you have the ability to trust that and, and, and use that as your, as your abilities, not your athletic ability, because when you get into a slump and you have nothing to fall back on, man, it's, it's kind of like the end of the world. Like you have no idea what to do at that point, because you have no, you don't know what you're doing wrong because you're just kicking the ball, you're steering it. And, and so going back to the whole mental side, that really is where my, my mental focus really came from. I never had any sort of sports psychologist or anybody that, help me prepare for a game mentally or I just you know what I just focused on what my I need to do and 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 the other thing too is very important is is I you know one of the things that kids do is is um and kids I say kids but in, in you know NFL guys too at that level if you try harder on game day thinking you got to do better do you know more run faster run stronger be strong if you think about all that stuff and as far as the kicker's concerned if I think I got to kick farther I got to kick it higher I got to you know do all these things different than I would normally do that's when you get yourself in trouble. Mm-hmm. So right. don't, you know, you can't try to do anything more than you've been doing a million times in the past. Just, just focus on what you've been successful at and just repeat. And this is very, that's, that's, that's the mental side of kicking for me. Um, I, I never really got too deep into that. I remember when we was talking, you had mentioned uh, Adam Vinatieri and how successful he was. And our, you know, our conversation was the same thing you just said. He doesn't think about anything. He just goes and just does it. You know what I'm saying? And that's the best mm-hmm. way to do, I mean, to be, it's because that way there's your focus and, you know, the outcome, the percentage of the outcome is the same. Absolutely. And if I add more to that, I'd say, you know, you have to have a short memory. Um, whether you make a great kick or you miss a really bad kick, you right. you have to forget it because if you make a great kick, then you might get complacent and say, oh, I got this, no problem. And then right, right. not focus and, and not do what you normally would do. Um, and on the other hand, if you miss a, a kick really bad or whatever, um, if you remember that and you're focused on that miss, you probably might miss again. You probably know, right? miss again, no doubt. Exactly. Uh-huh. So you got to have a short memory, good or bad. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. I agree. But lately in the NFL, you know, I've noticed a lot of kickers missing a lot of extra points. What what is that attributed to? Um, that that's up here. <laughs> that's the mental side. I remember the first year they they moved the extra points back to um, what is ultimately a thirty three yard field goal, and I say that because it's a thirty three yard field goal. Mm. Um, when the kicker approaches the field, kicking an extra point at thirty three yards that if they're not prepared or if they don't think properly about the situation, they're going to kick it very carefully because on the stat book, if you see that you missed an extra point, if anybody else in the world sees you missed an extra point, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Especially from 35. Well, well, when I played, it was a 20 yard field goal. Uh, believe me that was very embarrassing if you oh i know (laughs) but you know it may not be as embarrassing but it's just the stigma of of missing an extra point just the term missing an extra point sounds really bad embarrassing so what they're doing is kicking really carefully they were doing things differently than they would normally do on any other 33 yard field goal that's why i'm saying i keep saying 33 yard field goal because in the middle of the game, you go out there and attempt a 33-yard field goal. You, you don't treat it differently. You know, okay, it's 33-yarder. I'm just going to you know do my form, trust my, stout, my, my steps, everything. And, and you make the kick. It's a 33-yard field goal. It shouldn't be that difficult. But mm-hmm. when you're right. kicking it carefully, you make it difficult for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So when you – um, so, like, if you miss, if you miss one and then you got to come back and do it again, how nerve-wracking is that? 
Well, it depends on, on, on the athlete. If, if they're not, if they're insecure and, and not prepared and not, you know, and especially if they didn't know what they did wrong in the first one, then right. that's when you're in trouble again. If you don't have a good foundation to fall back on, if you're just kicking athletically, right. you're going to have problems and you, you might get lucky and make it, or you might miss it again. But that's the thing is you really, like I said earlier, you got to have a short memory and you can't right. think about the miss itself. The only thing you want to think about is you want to learn from it. Oh, I, I felt my plant foot was back a little bit. I got to, you know, make sure I just do my stuff and, and get that plant foot up and, and, and do my form, do what I've been doing a million times. Um, mm -hmm. That's what gets guys in trouble is when they think too much about, you know, that, like, right, 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 right. Speaking of that, Mike, um, you know, here in the news lately, uh, especially this year, we've seen a lot of awareness around mental health and issues surrounding that um, lately with Calvin Ridley. What do you think about that situation? I, I really don't know much about that situation at all. But, you know, the, the thing that I would like to say about the, you know, the just the mental awareness and just depression and things like that is the fact that, you know, I, I personally believe that, that that there's a lot of of worry out there. And, and, hmm. and, and nine times out of 10 or I don't even know what the situation might be, but more times than not, whatever a person is worrying about never happens. So you, you've, you've just caused all your anxiety and worry and all that on something that hasn't happened yet. And if it doesn't happen, you got to be embarrassed. Like, well, I was worried about that. It never even happened. So hmm. uh, again, that's just a, that's just a, a small portion, I think of, of what um, people get in, involved with when they get into that, that mental struggle is when they, they worry way too much about things that are either not going to happen or what's even worse is out of their control. Right. Why in the world would you worry about something that's out of your control? If you have no control over the situation, you can't worry about it. Yeah. You know, just focus on what you, you know, what you need to do and, 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 and you know, get better at whatever the, it is that, that, that caused the worry, you know, or just, you know, focus on different things and, and, and don't worry so much about it. It's getting mm -hmm. I, I, I agree. It's like that phrase, you know, put it in God's hands, mm -hmm. say your prayers hey. and, and keep moving. Faith. And it fixes itself. You know what I'm saying? It really does. And that's something that I that I have to do because I worry about this and I worry about that, stressing about this. And, and next, thing you know, my day's going wrong. Everything starts to fall apart. And I say, hey, wait a minute. Let's just say a prayer, put it in God's hands and let's leave it alone and let's see what happens. And you know what? It gets better. And I, I noticed a lot of times what other things that people do is they they make situations or um processes um that, that make them worry or get stressed out or you know right. uh, affect them mentally they, they they make those processes too difficult they 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 make every everything so many there's so many moving parts to all these things if you simplify the process if you just dumb things down you tend not to worry too much about them in, in a sense right. so and i kind of i always relate to kicking in that sense because i, I don't want to focus on fifty thousand things when i'm kicking a football i want to focus okay. on a couple you know, right. if, you, if, you, if you can dumb, dumb the system down or just, you know, simplify the process and, and however way or whatever means that you feel comfortable doing, that's great. And, and you know, that, that's when you, you don't want to be, you know, mind consumed or full of thoughts of things that, um, that, that, that take a lot of energy and, and take your focus off of things when you're focusing on too much other stuff. You just focus on a few things and, and learn how to make this, the process a lot simpler you 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 less stressed and you, you won't have anxiety and I, I think again in the long run you'll be less you know uh, mentally you know distraught right, <laughs> right. well you know if, 
Right. Well, it's easy said than done. You say you say to yourself, you know what? Well, I ain't gonna think about this right now. I got a job to do on this on this football field or in the ring. I'm just gonna forget about it. I'll deal with it when I come back. And then you're 100 focused, and you go and you have a great day uh, in the in the game or in the ring, and then you come back, and then that's the time to deal with it. You know, mm. like I said, easy said than done. Yeah, absolutely. And that's another part of that mental side of, of kicking. Exactly. And, you know, when you're when you're when you're trying a, a long field goal and people say, how do you deal with the pressure when you're kicking a long kick? You know, and mm-hmm. one of my, my best answer is like, you know what, honestly, I don't care where the ball goes. Right. What do you, mean you don't care where the ball goes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my technique and just putting my foot on the ball. And then I, you know, if I do everything right, I look up, the ball should be going straight, you know. So that's mm-hmm. again, you're worried about stuff that hasn't happened, you know, and and it's just a, it, it's very draining and you have to, you know, look at life in general with a, with a smile and, 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 and think of the positives about it and think about things you can control and don't worry about the rest. Well, that, and with that phrase that you're saying, that's what pitchers do. You know, a pitcher can't get up on a mound and say, Oh, I gotta, I gotta throw it right down the pike. You know, they don't say that. They stole that ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause they start thinking about it. That's when they start hitting people. Mike, with uh, transitioning from your sport to the corporate world, was that an easy thing for you or was it difficult? No, it was not. No, it wasn't easy at all. It was it was difficult. Um, you know, the, the thing that a lot of um, former well, a lot of NFL athletes, you know, that are in the league right now know is that when you're done playing football, um, you kind of you pretty quickly lose touch with, you know, the, the, the football scene, you, you're used to something for so long and, you know, you're doing this like I did it for nine years. Um, you know, when you're, when you're done playing, you think, Oh, well, I'll still stay in touch with the guys, you know, I'll still have mm-hmm. that locker room sort of camaraderie. And it, it didn't happen like that. Um, and it may, you know, some other guys that, that, you know, stay in the business with coaching or whatever the case may be, as far as on teams um, coaching I do is, 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 you know, private coaching specific, you know, to kicking and punting. Um, but it, it, it was difficult because another, another issue, and this happened personally, you know, it's one of the reasons I came back to Jacksonville to retire. So I spent seven years here with the Jaguars and I thought, well, I, I, I was very good in the community. I knew a lot of, you know, business owners and people, and I kind of thought that I would have opportunities, you know, knocking at my door. Hmm. Mm, that wasn't the case. No? And, and I know I'm not the only one. Uh, a lot of guys uh, have the same issue, um, and, you know, because the, they see these, these other guys, you know, maybe higher name, you know, profile name guys that retire and come back and, and they're given opportunities, you know, whether it's in, you know, in the news or, or commentating or whatever the case may be, or coaching for the team or whatever. Um, but those are, those are very, very rare uh, occasions, honestly. And um, that was a struggle for me. Um, and, and not only that, you know, you think about this too, this is an important point that, um, Don Davey actually told me years ago. And Don Davey, by the way, is a former NFL athlete that, uh, retired and, and he's one of the, the largest franchisee owners of firehouse subs. So he, he owns oh, wow. the most firehouse subs in the nation. I'm not sure if that's still true or not, but I know at, at one point he did, but Don is a very smart man. He actually uh, has his own, um, investment firm as well and, um, does really well. But he told me one year, uh, one time he says, you know, you think about all the years you spend in the NFL, you, you, the longer you play in the NFL, the further away from, you know, your, your college degree, you're, you're, you are, mm-hmm. your, your peers, you know, who you graduated college with have gone from college to their workforce and, and they're in, they're in the, the force doing their thing, working and enjoying life and, and, and just living the dream. Well, you're, you're like, for example, for me, I'm nine years 
out of that, then I, when I have to go back, I probably have to get another degree or get more certifications or go back to school, which right. isn't a big deal. But you, you forget that you, you, you're, you're nine years erased from what it was you were studying and what you knew, you know, pretty well when you graduated college. And um, it's a challenge. No doubt. I got I, I went When I went to school, I went for communication. And uh, I met one of my buddies there, too, you know. And, um, you know, we graduated and I think it was 92, 93. And we didn't do it. It was hard to get into the field because there was no job offers. So 20 years now, there's all kinds of job offers. And he said, when he wasn't trying to do it, he said, I had to go back to school because mm. everything changed, technology changed. And he had to go back to school and, and learn it all over again. It's like this, that saying says, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's 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 true. And that's the thing too, is that you know, I, I think that the NFL is getting better at this, specifically teams are 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 preparing guys for the day that they may retire, um, and, and kind of more or less encouraging them to do things in the offseason. Now, you know, the NFL is like a 10-month job, 10 month 10 months out of the year, on average, I guess. You're 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 with you know a team, you're doing your you're you're pretty much consumed with um, football. Um, now in the off season, it's not as bad. All you're really doing in the off season is lifting and running, conditioning, that kind of thing. And some, 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 you know, play study, film study, whatever the case may be. But, um, a lot of guys have, have found that they need to start preparing for their retirement by getting into certain areas of, of interest while they're still playing. And, you know, as tough as it may sound, you know, cause you don't, don't have a lot of time, but if you're passionate about something and you want to learn it and, and, and get good at that and, and get yourself in the door earlier than later. Um, that's one thing that I did not do at all. Um, you know, I kind of retired a little prematurely in my, my sense, because I did, you know, I had a, a third and eventually fourth back surgery that, that was kind of the major reason why I retired, but mm. I wasn't ready for retirement in a sense, because I was you know, ready to, to, to do my thing and, and keep going. But, um, when it came time to, you know, decide what I wanted to do, I, I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do. I'm like, well, mm. I don't know what I wanted to do. You know? <laughs> It was tough. It really was. My, my dad was like that too. You know what I'm saying? When he, when he, when he retired, he didn't really know what he wanted to do. He tried the movies and it was funny because as kids were looking at him because he's so successful. We're like, okay, he's going to go into this movie thing and he's going to kill it. But mm. then when he did it, he just wanted to do a couple of movies and then he was left it alone. You know mm. what I mean? And, and he just said that, uh, you know, I did everything I'm going to do. I, I'm not, I'm not getting involved in the corporate, um, corporate uh, life or anything like that. He didn't want to do anything big. He was like, I'm done. I'm good. He says, I, because he said, I don't know anything about it. And, you know, I'm just going to enjoy my retirement as is. I, I invested my money well. I, I still got a lot of money and I'm, and I'm still young. I still got my brain and I'm just going to enjoy it like it is and just do little things like make uh, guest appearances and work a little bit for boxing. And that's that. And he was he was happy with that. And, I, you know, it was a shocker to us because we thought he was about to, you know, do all these other things. And we was like, whoa. And then when he explained it to us, it made more sense. Cause if he didn't, we would be looking at him like he was crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's like living the dream. I mean, that's, that's kind of where most guys, most people in this world want to want to be where they can uh, enjoy their retirement for, you know, longer than, you know, retiring at the age of, you know, six, 55 or 60 or something. And then, you know, your health goes bad and you pass away in five more, you know, five, you basically had five years of life after, you know, if you lived in a corporate world and, and all you did was work, that's why I, I'm a big fan of just trying to find something that is work 
but it's not work. It's, it's, it's a hobby. It's something I'm passionate about, but I get paid for it. Yeah. Um, the best, best uh, of both worlds. So obviously it's, you know, something that's not going to drag you down and, and you enjoy doing it. And, and that's awesome. So. And that was one of the reasons, that was one of the things that killed me a lot was because I would ask him to help me do this, help me do that. And he just, he said, look, I don't know a lot about that stuff. You know what I mean? So that's hmm. why I, I can't get into it with you. I don't know which which way to go. Like my brother, he wanted he was a, his DJ and he wanted to get involved in in the music business. He says I don't know nothing about that, and I'm not kissing no ass. So <laughs> 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 he's like, okay, Dad. So we had to you know we had to use different outlets and and try to make it happen. And once I know once he knew or seen that we were real serious about it. he knew he was passionate about it but he wanted to see if you're serious about it then you know he'd call him make a couple of calls you know so mike take, tell us about uh proform kicking academy um we've been coaching for oh, about 15 years now and um you know it's it's one of the things that that you know I, i've always liked to tell people to share with this uh, these facts that I'm not a real big guy. So here I am at, you know, 180 pounds, five foot eight, you know, and my athletic ability might be average, maybe a little bit above average. And I wasn't supposed based on those, uh, three, you know, attributes, I was not supposed to play in the NFL, you know, who, who in the right mind would think that someone like my, you know, with my size, my abilities to play in the NFL. But, um, that's the thing with kicking is that, you know, I wasn't big, strong and freakishly athletic, like, a, like a, like a Sebastian Janikowski of the world. And, you know, those guys, those kind of guys that are real athletic can get away with just swinging hard and, 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 you know, kind of steering the ball. I couldn't do, I couldn't kick the ball as good as those guys did doing it the way they're doing it. So that's one of the things that we like to let, you know, people know and understand is that this, the pro form technique that we do is, is going to get a hundred percent out of you. What, no matter how big or small or, or fast or strong or uh, fast or slow or strong or, or athletic ability, whatever that, that level of, of capabilities that you could put into the ball, doing it the way we teach, you will get a hundred percent of you into that football. And, you know, if you're, again, that's, that's the, the, the bad part about, some coaches out there that are, you know, teaching things that are, that, you know, kids are going to do anyways. And, and into also teaching things that, that worked for them in a sense where they're big athletic, strong guys, they were just muscling the ball through and they're going to teach everybody with whatever athletic ability they have to do what that guy did as far as just mm -hmm. muscle the ball through that doesn't really work obviously. And, you know, there's always a best way to do something, whatever skill it is in the world that you're doing, there's always the best way to do it. And we are very prideful and think that the way we teach and what we teach um, because it makes sense uh, once you understand it, but um, it's the best way of kicking the football and, and I'm living proof of it. You know, if I was big, strong and freakish athletic, you say, yeah, Mike, you played in the NFL for nine years because you're big, strong and athletic. Well, look at me. I'm not. <laughs> I can still kick the ball really well and I can still do my technique really well. And so I'm able to demonstrate and prove to them by doing a, a, a certain things with my kick. You know, I stand I have them stand behind me and and I, I follow through and, and there's certain things that I'm asking them to look for. And if um, if you know, we, we can prove to them that by doing the things we're saying actually work. There's not a lot of coaches out there, kicking coaches that will actually get out on the field and kick with their clients. Mm. I can promise you that. That's great. That's great. That's why I was telling my son, I said, you know, I still got a little bit, man. I, if I got in shape, I'll get right in that ring with you. And I can really show you what I'm trying to talk about, you know? <laughs> so you gotta, you have to envy any coach that will do that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's the best way you really can teach somebody and they can understand it and, and, and grab hold of it, you know? 
Absolutely. And I think that, like I said before, some of the things we, we do go against what common sense tells kickers like, hey, why are you doing that? The ball's supposed to go over here if you do that. Like, no, right. it doesn't. Watch what I do. And there's there's a lot of other things that need to happen as well. But the, 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 the moral of what I'm doing, you know, the outcome of what I'm doing is going to give you a different result than you probably think. And, you know, if you can't prove that, it's going to be tough for an athlete to trust it. And um, I'm just, you know, and I'm, I like to tell kids too, listen, I'm, I'm pretty old and I can still kick a ball pretty well. That's um, right. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, other coaches out there that, that, that relied on athletic ability to get them to whatever level it was they got. They can't really demonstrate when they're clearly, if they're 50 or 40, you know, in their forties or thirties, whatever the case may be, if they're not in shape and they haven't kicked in a long time or whatever they're at, you know, their, their form is not great. And they're just relied on athletic ability as, as kids, as a kid, um, you know, that they can't repeat that athletic ability, that that athletic ability went bye-bye a long time ago. They have nothing to fall back on. So those are Mm -hmm. the kind of guys can't demonstrate for their guys because they don't have any athletic abilities because they're older and they don't have any form or technique. And I always, I always shot a box. If I, if I hit in the back, I still shot a box because I'm not losing how to throw a punch or how to set up a combination. I still get you. <laughs> I gotta do it. I gotta do it fast before I run out of breath, though. <laughs> I'll just run around. I'll just run around the yeah, yeah, I can't chase you. <laughs> That's why I'm gonna learn how to wrestle. Hello. <laughs> Yo, my, my dad is funny. He said. I said we was at the Black Tire Fair one time in Atlanta, and this big seven foot dude, uh, basketball player, was standing in our way. Was standing his way, and he was like, "Man, I can't see, I can't see, man." I said, "Dad, all right, all right, what, all right. He said, "You better come, you better come and get him out the way." And I said, "Well, what you gonna do, Dad?" He said, "I'm gonna <laughs> kick him in the nuts." I said, "Kick him in the nuts." I said, "You promise, He said, "Cause he's too tall." <laughs> he said, "I can't wrestle neither, but uh, but you have to pay to get in." <laughs> oh, it's so funny! I, w- I was shocked when he said that. Kick him in the nuts. I was like, "What?" <laughs> he said, but he's too tall. I can't get him. Dirty boxing. Yeah. That's, 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 that's definition. True definition of dirty boxing. Right. Right. <laughs> Oh, this has been a great interview. Thanks a lot, Mike, again, for joining us. How can people find you and find your academy? Proformkicking.com is where the website is. And then also my, my handle on all my social media, pretty much everything out there is uh, proformkicking. So you just go to, or, or Google my name. That's the best way. To, that's another yeah. good way to find me. Just somebody somebody name. said that already. It was like, we, uh, Jason asked that question. He said, just Google me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Mike. Thanks again, man. We'll talk uh, to you again soon. Okay. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. You're welcome, man. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for watching Living on Purpose podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel.